So I, I love the fact that we wait two weeks or a week, whatever, to give our reaction to the event. Is it, is it a week or two weeks? How long has it been? It feels it feels like two weeks, but I think it's been a week, hasn't it? It was only last week. That's well, we did we did plan to uh, to do a a cheeky extra one, didn't we? But then I went and got the COVIDs, and so we didn't. Yeah, and we sh- we should probably pull back the fourth wall and also say that neither was neither. Well, partly I was busy making videos and stuff as well, but I think both of us thought, is it worth talking about at the moment? And um, I think I think it's worth waiting a bit because it lets all these kind of thoughts form in your mind, doesn't it? Because there's a lot of stuff to take in. And I think the initial reaction, well, your, your initial reaction afterwards, what, what can you kind of remind me of what that was? Uh, it was meh. Yeah. And there wasn't really anything in it for me. <laughs> yeah. So a purely selfish reaction. Yeah. Which is understandable. What, why was that the initial reaction? Um, well, because I, I was ready to spend some money that day. I, I was geared up. I was like, right, today is going to be an expensive day and I'm okay with that. And uh, then they didn't show me anything that I wanted to buy. They didn't, did they? What What were you hoping for? Uh, well, what, what I wanted was a, a, a facelifted consumer level machine. And what we got was a, a fat Mac Mini with too much power yeah. and uh, uh, an iMac without the Mac. Yeah, yeah, it was um, disappointing on that front. We'll, we'll come on to that. I, I think we should go through it in, in order, but um, yeah, yeah, and we'll yeah. get to why why that was. But I just yeah, I just remember what you, I remembered your your reaction, and it made me smile because I thought you're not, you're not the only person thinking that. Um, but yeah, so th- they started with Apple TV. Now th- this has got completely buried amongst everything, which is a bit unfair, I think, really, because I love Apple TV. I know I made a bit of a stink about it when I I first started my blog and. Yeah, suggested that it should be cancelled but since then i love it I, I particularly love apple tv plus i love the stuff they're doing with that with the the um the actual programming and um also it, it, the the video quality is pristine it just it looks better than anything else out there i think it really does it's much better yeah yeah we watch everything pretty much now through through that box um but yeah the, and, and just the quality of the like i say of, of the actual of the series they're putting on there, you know things like Severance. I've, I've never seen anything I, like that before. I was I was going to mention that. Yeah, we're right into the Severance here at the moment. It's it's just fantastic, isn't it? And um, yeah, I love it. So I, I love the fact they started with that. And it's easy to say that's the boring bit. I think I even called it the boring bit myself. But um, with in, on reflection, it's um, they've got some massive stuff coming in terms of of movies, haven't they? Big big stars, big stars, big productions. Yeah, I think we've got a lot to look forward to for Apple TV Plus, but it is the 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 standard sort of just just reminding everyone that Apple TV Plus exists. Um, well, there was quite big news for baseball fans. There was. So, I mean, my mum lives in the states, and baseball is is you know we don't really understand it. It's just it's fancy rounders to us, isn't it? But it's you know it's a massive cultural thing states and i'm led to believe that it is actually quite difficult to stream baseball in a convenient way just to licensing and it's, it's just all so yeah so if if apple can reinvent the delivery of baseball into people's homes that's they'll, they'll probably do quite a good job yeah yeah i think it'd, it'd be similar i think i guess so someone will probably correct us on this but similar to having the premier league streamed i would have thought well, yeah so so you know today it's baseball Tomorrow, you know, deep pockets, we might start seeing other things. Fingers crossed. Other, other live sports. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it may be paving the way 
to uh, a more comprehensive sports offering from Apple in the future. Hope so. And I just hope we see it over here in the UK because we don't we do tend to lag behind, don't we, with that sort of stuff? But mm. it's a start, which is good. It's exciting. So, yeah, that's uh, that's Apple TV for you. Um, iPhone SE. Excited about that, Rob. I've got mine coming tomorrow. Actually, I've got one on the way. Um, Color? Did you go for of the three? I went for product red. Yeah, standard mm. issue. Standard. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we talked about this last time. I was in two minds about whether or not I thought it, it was due a, a lick of paint, a bit of a, a, a refresh in design. But, you know, the iPhone 8 style that it's had for ever is uh, it's fine. Yeah, like, like we said, it's, it's familiar, it's iconic. You know, the, it's, it's nice to have that physical home button. Hmm. You know, you get you get stuck, you get lost, you just know it's there. You've got you've got a, a thing to press, whereas the gestures and stuff can take a bit of you know, take a while to get your head around. And you know, particularly it, as we said before, it's sort of the phone that you might buy the older generation to get them, you know, on board with the FaceTimes and iMessages and all that, and you know, give them an easier time for the for the folks who are perhaps not not geared up to to deal with. Uh, android and just don't want to get in involved with setting all of that stuff up yeah. so yeah great it's got 5g it's got but what's interesting is that it's got the same chip as it's got the most up-to-date a chip hasn't it it's got the mm. same chip as the iphone 13 which is pretty impressive um but they put the price up a bit mm. which was yeah. not what we were expecting we thought they might bring it down i think that's a shame I, i'm going to pitch it against some android phones of the well, I mean, that's the thing for that sort of money mm. you can get frankly a much better budget android phone yeah in terms uh, of specs 100 percent, and also not, not just specs just the features really um like all of the other phones i'm going to put this up against next week have got full-size screens they haven't got really got many bezels they've got nice um under under uh, kind of ultrasonic um fingerprint sensors facial recognition um you know, they're let down in certain other areas. You know, the build quality of the SE is, is generally better than the other ones I'm looking at, apart from the OnePlus. That's that's a bit of an outlier. Um, but the others, yeah, the Android um, options are cheaper, generally. And they, they're just, they're a bit more, I don't know. I think the problem with the SE, it's just, it's a, it's an, it's a rocket ship in, a, in, a, in an old case, isn't it, basically? The kind of other side of that, like you've kind of alluded to, is the fact that some people don't care. You know, they like their iPhone 8. They, they like Touch ID being a, a physical button. Um, they don't care about things like bezels and Face ID and all that sort of stuff. So for that market, it works quite well. But at £429, it's still not a cheap, cheap phone, really. It's a cheap iPhone, but yeah, it's um, you haven't got to spend that much more to get the iPhone 13 mini, have you? And that has oh, those wow. things. I mean, it's it's a, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a fairly sizable step up to the penis. It's a good hundred and fifty quid, isn't it? I guess so. But then you are getting a lot for that, aren't you? Because you're getting the full, you know, the full screen, as in the you know, be, not bezel-less, but the uh, t- uh, face ID, better camera. I don't know. It's it's a tricky one, but there's clearly a market for it. They, they wouldn't keep doing this, would they? Yeah, well, it's, yeah. It's for kids and grandmothers. That's who the SE is for, um, and it, I think it serves that purpose well. I think so. Although you know, for in ter- you could get you know more bells and whistles in Android land for the same sort of money, but you wouldn't get in a budget Android the 
plus years of OS support. No, it's it's got true. that new chip in it. People are still going to be running those in five years. When when you think about it on that those terms, actually, it's quite good value because you would, although you can buy a better specced Android phone for similar money over the same period of time, you'll be buying two or more of them. That's very true. If you want to keep up to date, that's a very good point. Yeah, it's got longevity, hasn't it? In that respect, and and there's all the you know security, privacy, all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah. no. So anyway, what can you say? It's the iPhone SE. It's new. It's got five G. It's got a speed bump, and it's a bit more expensive. It's okay because we got two new iPhones. It wasn't just the iPhone SE. We had two new iPhones alongside that, didn't we? To, uh, oh, the green ones. Very nice. Very nice greens. To be fair. Yeah, although I prefer the Pro version. The Pro is much more. Um, what, what do they call it? Is it? Uh, it's Alpine, Alpine green. Alpine green, wasn't it? Very. Of um, they've got to give it a stupid name. It can't just be green, can it's it? Green. Well, the, the other one is, isn't it? I think that the the thirteen, the regular thirteen, is just green. I think it's just green. Just green. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't know. That, that, well, yeah, no, green. It's kind of in at the moment, isn't it? The S twenty two that comes in a fetching green. I haven't seen you know any of them in the flesh, obviously, because the the green ones. I think the pre-orders open today, don't they? For the, they for, the yep. for the green iPhone, yeah. And I haven't seen the green S twenty two. I do like. I, I love that that sort of um, dark green color on the eleven Pro. Yeah, yeah it's just a, it's a nice color. I think yeah. works, doesn't it? Yeah, I agree. Can't say much more about it than that, really. Um, iPad Air. Um, I've possibly got one of these on the way, this uh, the M1 version, to review a couple of accessories. Um, that's the only reason it's coming coming my way. But uh, before I kind of rant on about it, what, what what are your thoughts on the M1 iPad Air? I think they're up to something. There's got to be a reason. It can't just be economies of scale. You know, become, well, what you got, you know, bear in mind is that they've got this one chip that they they're now putting in everything pretty much, which is going to have some cost benefit not having to have separate lines so you've got that but there's also the fact that they they've got to be up to something hmm. i think there's you know they're part way through this transition of moving everything into this new apple silicon world that we live in now um and so yeah the ipad air's got the m1 the ipad pros have got the m1 what are they doing what are they up to they've got they, they, it can't just be for cost savings that they're putting these at the moment apparently ridiculously overpowered processors you know socs mm. into a tablet there's going to be something that they're planning on doing with it and they've just been waiting till they've got the whole you know everything in place the whole lineup complete i hope so i just don't, I don't maybe i'm impatient i think what bothers me about this one and this is this is different to the pros, uh, I, I think, because because of the market the air is aimed at. If you watch the advert for the air, you know, the, the kind of promotional stuff for it, you know, it shows people on kids on swings playing games, and it, it gives the impression that the M1 is going to supercharge that experience, which isn't. It's not going to make any difference to that. Um, you could be sat there, you, that kid could be, could be sat there with an iPad Air four, and it would feel exactly the same. So, um, it's it's not false advertising because it does have that like you say, that chip in it, and it will make certain things quicker, um, but not for the for your average Joe user, which I think that iPad is mainly aimed at, really. And it's a brilliant iPad. I love the iPad Air 4. I use mine all the time. Um, but I've never thought, oh, this is a bit sluggish. The, the opposite, really. You, you, you're kind of conscious that it's got it's packing a lot of, a lot of guts. Um, 
I don't know. I'm, I, I agree. I, I'd love to, I hope they're doing something. I just, and, and also conversely, why not just put it in there, put it in everything? That's fine. But I think they have to be very careful about their messaging. Um, because I think if you want to buy a new iPad Air, it, it, get the iPad Air 4. There's literally no reason to buy the M1 version. Yeah, save yourself 100 quid, 150 quid, whatever it will be when it starts coming down. That's 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 what I think about it. That's that's why I'm annoyed about it, really. It's a it's a it's a chicken and egg situation, isn't it? So the previously you could only get the M1 in the Pro tablets, the part of the Pro iPads, and that is a a niche market where developers aren't necessarily going to harness the power of that M1 because it's not worth it because not everyone has one of those. But if the M1's going to start trickling down into the the more widespread iPads, well then there's there's an argument to in, you know invest resource in taking advantage of that power. So I think it's a case of yeah, give developers that power, make sure that you know a, a good proportion of the population have got that chip, which you know, will be the case in a couple of years' time because it looks like everything's going to have an M1 in it. Uh, and then the developers will show us what can be done with that. Yeah. So just, we just have to wait. So have it to is wait, silly at the moment. You know, if you're in the market for, a, for an iPad Air, why not get the M1? I guess so. Be You've got the budget. True. That is very true. Now, my, like- my, my, only, my issue with the iPad Air is the strange storage tiers as it starts at 64 and it's quite a bump you know you've got quite a put down quite a bit more money to get the next one up which is 256 so 64 is not enough 256 is probably too much for most people so it's really weird isn't it really strange well it's not weird at all as it is to make you go oh so it's 50 quid more to get the 11 inch ipad pro with 128 gig that's maybe i'll get that one instead so it's absolutely, it's it's cynical and deliberate, but yeah, just, that's how, how I get that's how they get you, Rob. That's how they get you. Yeah, I like the blue color but, though. I like the new blue. Yeah, I think that's my my favorite new color device that we've seen recently. Yeah, it's nice. No, no change to the camera bump though. I really thought they were going to uh, make they were going to squareify it so that it looked better because it looks weird with the little circular. It does camera it, bump at the moment. Just kind of stick out like a sore thumb, doesn't it? Literally, but. Uh, and allegedly there's a new iMovie on the way yeah with some more features but they didn't really go into that too much so yeah we'll wait and see what that's all about well again if that makes use of the m1 chip great you know it's it's worth it isn't it but um again may, maybe this have, you, have you ever tried to, you know iMovie on an iphone or, or an ipad it renders stuff ridiculously quickly if you you export a, a project in, in iMovie on a on a portable device it is ludicrously quick is it I've never tried it. I'll have to, I need give to give it a go. It a go. Yeah, I will. It, 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 I don't understand how it can be so. Is it just a, a tiny little thing in the palm of your hand, powered off a battery. You you fed it some 4K 60 video, and you've you know you put some transitions in, and you've done you've you've done your edit in the palm of your hand, and then you export it, and it's done in like 30 seconds. It's <laughs> insane. Well, hopefully that bodes well for if they ever put Final Cut Pro on an iPad, which I'd love. I'd still it's got to happen that. at some point, has surely. Yeah. Has to happen, doesn't it? We're not too long to wait till WWDC. Let's see what they've got to show off then. That's true. And also the anniversary of our first podcast where we said, if it only has widgets. So they have to do something this year, don't they? We, yeah, we'll get widgets on the lock screen. <laughs> There's not 90% more widget per watt than competing <laughs> widgets. 
Oh dear, what a tagline. Um, <laughs> right, on to the meaty stuff then. So, uh, in fact, well, next on the list is is the Mac Studio. But, but before that, they talked about the M1 Ultra, didn't they? Which yeah. um, is is just two M1 Max chips soldered together, basically, isn't it? Simple yeah, which is not not necessarily a bad thing. It's also no. not like as new and revolutionary as they were making it out to be. What was they it was called like ultra fusion or something, wasn't it? Their yeah. their terminology for it. But like AMD have been doing this for a while. This this chiplet um, design for is it, is not new. No, it's no surprise with Apple, really, is it? They just like the word fusion, don't they? They used it for the the fusion drive, didn't they? And various yeah, other things. All about the fusion. But um, yeah, and it's just nuts, isn't it? The, the funny, I, I actually laughed when they did that thing where they panned out. They showed the M1, then the M1 Pro, then the M1 Max, and they kind of panned out, and it was like, <laughs> it's the M1 Ultra. It's just getting taller and taller. You can kind of see that every year. There's going to be another one that's going to be four times as tall as the Ultra, and then away, away we go. Um, it's just nuts, though, isn't it? I mean, the, the numbers surrounding it are, are ridiculous. Crazy. Well, yeah, so the M1 Ultra, you buy this this new Mac Studio, this, which is... Just a fat Mac Mini. It's nearly three Mac Minis, isn't it? Nearly. Three, three Mac Mini, but like at least fifty percent of the, the the interior is is fan. Yeah, it's just cool. Blow, it's not fans, most not cool. fans, Rob. Blowers, blowers. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. That, so this tiny little thing can outperform a twenty-eight core Xeon Mac Pro. And uh, an RTX 3090 GPU. Yeah, it's is is crazy. Who's it for but, though? Who who is it for? This is the thing that I'm struggling with. I know people want it and will use it. I just don't know who those. I, n- none of those people are in my immediate circle of friends. Yeah, well, I, I guess it's people people working in 8K, maybe people working in 8K, people doing some really serious 3D modeling. Or, you know, people doing video productions with lots of, you know, physics-based objects. So you've got, you got your, your regular video yeah. and then they're augmenting that with, you know, cool 3D stuff. Um, or people working with, you know, big data, I guess, you know, you know, some machine learning, that sort of stuff. It'd be very good for that. But, yeah, for, for everyday folks... Not me. It's it's completely over the top. Yeah, totally. And um, well, let's quickly cover off the Mac Pro because we'll come on to the Mac Studio in a minute. But the Mac Pro is going to be their last, so we can kind of um, believe from what they were saying, it's going to be their last transition to Apple Silicon this year. What's that going to have in it? That, that I'm struggling to think, like I say, who... I mean, the people that you've just described, the, the kind of users that would need the, the power that the Ultra has, they exist. There's a very, very tiny number of them. But beyond that, when there's this next thing coming, the Mac Pro, which is going to be even more powerful, you know, twice the, the twice the power of the Ultra Quadruple, whatever it might be, what's that for? Who's who's using that? But yeah, I, I I think the point I'm trying to get to is uh, is this the law of diminishing returns now? Are, are we are we kind of firmly in that period? Um, I just yeah, I think I think I think we are. It's it's, it's, it's so much power. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. It's just I don't. I find it hard to get excited by it. Um, yeah, it's uh, you probably tell. I'm a bit perplexed by the whole thing, really. And what bothers me is that, and we'll come on to this in a minute, but that they've kind of 
neglected this midsection of the market, I think. It feels like they've got carried away with what they can do. Um, and they are, they're light years ahead of the competition, aren't they? I know there's instances where you'd want AMD or Intel or whatever it might be, depending on what you do. Um, but just in raw numbers terms, they are running away from the pack, aren't they? What, what, what is interesting is that they decided to, to give it a new category. So, you know, historically you've had the the device no suffix, the device air suffix, and the device pro suffix. Now we've got this studio one. And I don't know why they've done that. I don't know, maybe they sort of feel that pro is get, it's kind of lost its meaning, hasn't it? Because they've just, you, you can get AirPods Pro. What does that mean? Yeah. So I guess studio is now the term for the for the, the Pro Pro stuff. I don't know that I like it because like Microsoft a couple of years ago, they brought out their studio line of, of um, desktop PCs with like a an articulating easel yep. style, you know, touchscreen, pen input, a, f- a funny kind of puck thing that you could use to change colours, contrast, brightness, that sort of stuff. That was a genuinely cool, innovative product. Mm. The Mac Studio, I just, I don't know, I might have been more interested in it if it looks different. I don't want to take anything away from the from the technological advancements. It's very clever, it's very powerful. The fact that you can get the performance of a 28-core Xeon Mac Pro for $4,000 now, it's cool. And for the kind of people that, that need and enjoy that kind of power, it's going to be amazing. I think this is why you had that reaction after the event, and I, I felt similar to you, really, with that. And the, the dilemma I had was whether or not to get one. And um, I genuinely thought about it for quite a while. I thought, is it? Is it? I mean, we'll come on to the to the display in a moment. That that was a no brainer for me. But this the Mac Studio wasn't um, partly because one, I've got a very powerful Mac anyway in the sixteen inch MacBook Pro, which is more than I need already. Um, so I've experienced the M one Max. You know, it's the same chip that's in in the the Mac Studio. Um, technically, I've got a Mac Mini that could, you know, if this laptop died, I could quite happily switch to the Mac Mini again and use that without trouble, really. Um, so there's no issue there with the desktop. Um, equally, I, I don't think personally that my audience needs, or the vast majority of them anyway, will have that much interest in the Mac Studio, apart from a kind of aspirational type thing, you know. Um, mm. as, as you would have with a Mac Pro. Um, and also, it's just a lot of money. <laughs> uh, and I have to think about the money I'm spending on this business. So, um, although conversely, like you've just kind of alluded to, it's it's actually quite good value when you compare it against a 20 grand Mac Pro. So, it's a really strange product, a really funny thing to get your head around, I think. Um, I, I've, I've got a friend who runs a, a video production company. He's absolutely delighted. You know, he's got his is on the way next week, I think. And his words were, "It sounds like Apple have been listening to us. You know, they know what we want." And this guy has got a Mac Pro. He's now got a cell. He's got no use for it now anymore. Whereas this new Mac Studio he's buying, and he's not getting the Ultra version. He's going to get the the Max version. Um, completely fits the bill for what he needs and he's just one example of lots of people like that so i totally get that but yeah it's i don't know i it's that mid mid middle thing that is missing and we've you know we've had obviously justin on the on the show previously he's very sort of disgruntled by the fact that he you know he he was waiting for that that bigger imac wasn't he the thing that would sit in between the 24 inch imac and this mac studio and that hasn't arrived 
instead we've got a, a modular system of a desktop and this new studio display. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'm unhappy about the direction they've gone. So, yeah, it doesn't look like we're going to get a 27-inch iMac now. No. And if you look at how much cooling is required in the Mac Studio, it becomes apparent why. It, it would be too fat. I don't think they can fit those uh, beefier chips into the thin profile of an iMac 24-style design. And then I'm thinking, well, it's actually quite good, isn't it? You know, if you're if you want more than the iMac 24 can offer, and the iMac 24 has been pitched as a lifestyle device that you can fit in unobtrusively in your kitchen if you want, whereas the 27-inch was probably a bit too big for a lot of people. It's got a, you know, it's got a very specific audience, but you can you can still get that. 27 inch apple experience with this studio display and some other mac and you don't you know whether it's uh, uh you're hooking it up to a macbook air or a mac mini or a mac studio i mean you you've then got that flexibility of the the really nice imac display the 5k display that everyone knows and loves but you've now got this flexibility of being able to connect whatever you like to it then just means that further down the line when you want to upgrade the computer bit of it you don't have to get a whole new display or True. conversely if you want to upgrade the display you don't have to replace the computer bit so i think from a sustainability flexibility point of view it makes sense it is a shame that now the point of entry is that much more expensive because the studio display hmm. costs as much as a 27 inch imac but without the mac for what <laughs> it's got a camera and some speakers in it it's got an a13 chip in it though rob as well it's technically a computer well, that's just uh, i mean that's only to the handle like center stage and yeah. the voice process the audio processing and, and that kind of stuff it's kind of it's a bit of a red herring that i think mm. but i mean what what i'm not keen on with this with the studio display is that it it's old technology it's uh I mean, you know, it's it's an LED backlit, edge lit IPS panel. It's basically lifted out of a 5K IMAX. It's, it's exactly like, what it is. I think it's it's just a 5K. <laughs> it, it is, though, isn't it? That's what exactly what it is. So it's like you know, eight year old display technology. Then, if you think back to CES in January and all of the cool new display technologies that are coming in. So, I mean, already on the market there is an OLED 34 inch ultra wide 1440p from Alienware. It's about a grand which is astonishing value for, for an OLED ultra-wide mm. display of that size. And that's pretty much obsoleted every other 34-inch ultra-wide. Yep. I mean, don't get me wrong, a 1,000, I think it's like 1,100 quid or something. For what it is, it's very good value. I appreciate that's still an awful lot of money for a display, but it's less than a studio display for much newer technology. Yeah. Uh, and there are mini LED displays coming along. So I don't know. I think that this studio display, unless you really, really want an aluminium-clad Apple's display, skip it because it will be replaced a couple of years down the line with a, a mini LED or an OLED uh, variant, I think, because I th that's the way things yeah. are headed. I think it would take Apple a while to do that, though. You know what they're like. You look at, go back yeah. to the iPhone SE. They'll... they'll 
they're so smart when it comes to maximizing profitability. You can guarantee what they've probably done is can the 27-inch iMac take all of the panels they had ordered for that or had made for that and put it straight into this um, this new casing and call it a studio display. It's really smart business-wise and it will sell. It will sell like hotcakes. Um, mine comes tomorrow, actually. Um, hopefully. Because it's dispatched. Have you, uh, have you got your notifications? Oh, let's, let's check live, shall we? Let's check. Because by the time people listen to this, which will hopefully be Saturday, if they listen to it on, on when it's um, published, I should have it. And I'm planning on doing a unboxing video for Saturday. So oh, let's have a fun. look. Yeah, well, uh, I've probably spoken way too soon, haven't I? Let's have a look. Um, so for anyone who doesn't remember my experience with Apple delay uh, d- uh, deliveries, <laughs> brilliant slip there, um, has been terrible. Um, but it, yeah, it says arrives tomorrow. I still don't believe it. I'll believe it when it when it yeah. arrives on the doorstep. But um, we'll see. <clears throat> I'm, le- I'm sure it's lovely. I'm sure it's lovely. It's yeah. not worth fifteen hundred quid. No, particularly when you know. I presume if you got the the standard one with just the tilty. Yeah, I didn't upgrade stand. the stand or the. the so thing, you know, if you want height adjustability, you got to shout out another four hundred quid or something, haven't you? Yeah. There are just better options, I think. Yeah, and you've possibly found one, haven't you? Yeah, well, I'm looking at it right now. So I, uh, I was, I was waiting because I, I had, I had Apple displays in the past. I loved my uh, cinema display back in the day. So I had a nice, whatever the size was, that with my first Mac Mini G4. It was a lovely display for its time. It was rubbish by today's standards, but at the time it was a, a beautiful thing. Um, so I'm familiar with the build quality of Apple displays. And you know when they, they sort of partnered with LG and they brought out those ultrafines and they were mm. just awful, plasticky, so I skipped those. But anyway, long story short, at the moment, Huawei have got a display called the Mate View. It's quite an interesting display. It's a 28-inch display, but it's got a 3 by 2 aspect ratio. So, you're, so it's actually slightly higher than 4K resolution vertically, top to bottom. Um and it's you know like ninety eight percent DCI P three, yeah you know it's like five hundred nits brightness, but crucially it's got an aluminium chassis. So the stand is aluminium, the sides are aluminium. I don't know that the back is aluminium. I think that's aluminium effect plastic. It's kind of doesn't sound metal, but it you, to look at. And I'm not looking at the back of the display anyway, so I don't really care. But I, it, it's, a, it's a really, if you, if you haven't seen one before, if you go and Google Huawei Mate View, it's a cool looking display, isn't it? Yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah. Um, but most importantly, the, uh, the actual panel is very nice. Very nice. So it's factory color calibrated. So it comes out with a, I haven't verified this. I have got a, you know, a, a a color calibrator thingy um i haven't got around to doing it yet but allegedly it should have like a delta e of less than two yep which is more than good enough so um but yeah so at the so i think the retail price on this is 599 pounds and at that kind of money that's a bit expensive i think if i were going to spend that much money i would feel more comfortable giving that amount of money to dell and getting an ultra sharp because dell have the, the Ultra Sharp's got like a three-year warranty and a zero dead pixel policy, which I've taken advantage of in the past. So I've got two 25-inch 1440p Ultra Sharps. One of those developed one stuck pixel, 
and Dell had a new one out the next day. Nice. And took took the faulty one away. So yeah, their their warranty is absolutely does what it says on the tin. So and they're about six hundred quid. So if I were going to spend six hundred pounds, I would give that money to Dell. I think and just live with the plastic, dull, boring Dell look. Um, however, at the moment, they're they're on sale for four hundred ninety nine pounds. But there's also a coupon you can use to get an additional 10% off. So that brings it down to £449. And they're offering £100 cash back. So I've got a four, a better than 4K, 98% P3, 500 nit, aluminium chassis display for 350 quid. What a bargain. So I'll put, I'll put some links in the show. Yeah, now. please do. But... Um, I cannot see how the studio display would be worth eleven hundred and fifty quid more. Well, it's not, is it? But it's just the it's brand cash, cash, isn't it? Cachet. Um, that's all it is. It's literally all it is. Yeah, what you've got is arguably probably a better display. Um, and it, well, it isn't. So, I mean, it, it's got a matte finish, as all okay. monitors do these days. So, so pretty much only Apple and the and the ultra fines. <clears> I think they had a glossy <clears> finish <throat> as well, didn't they? And it is nice. The you know anyone who's seen an iMac display with the with the glossy finish, it's the, there's something about it. Like the the darks, it's just richer, and the colours are brighter, uh, more saturated. Um, it is nice having glossy display, but you can actually get one. There's um they start they've got they've got a bit of a bad reputation because they started as a Kickstarter, and you know how Kickstarters go. They they, they had some teething troubles early on, but I think they I think they've got their act together now. But there's a company called Eve, and they've got a display called the Spectrum. So at the moment, uh, you can pre-order it. I think they're shipping in May. But they are offering um, a 4K 27-inch 16 by 9 aspect ratio glossy display with, you know, it's colour accurate. Um, I mean, it, I think it, they're gearing it towards gamers, but it's actually good enough that you could use it for professional use. So, you know, it, 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 it was sort of crowd designed. They took feedback from like 4,000 mm. potential buyers. What do you want to see? In this and then they just put it all in. <laughs> so, it's, so that's got, uh, that's got a metal stand, which has height adjustability, tilt and rotatability. So you can put the display into portrait if you want to. Nice. And that's about a thousand euros, which again is two thirds of of the it's price still of, a, of a studio so yeah so I think if i if i had yeah, up to 500 pounds and i'm in the uk and i can i can take advantage of the huawei mate view offer i'd get the huawei mate view in fact i have i You've did it. and it's lovely yeah um i did actually i had some teething troubles trying to connect it up to my work provided dell laptop but that was entirely the fault of the dell laptop not the display so once i what i've had to do with my dell latitude is use a USB-C to display port adapter because the internal ports, it, it would not connect via a direct USB. Even though this, this machine's got Thunderbolt 3, um, I couldn't do a direct USB-C connection. HDMI, the, the HDMI out on this latitude is uh, 1.4A. So uh, could only drive it at 30 hertz, which is obviously unusable for, yep. for work. Um, yeah, so I had to use a third-party USB-C to DisplayPort adapter, and now it all works perfectly. And it's, I've actually got it going through my KVM switch as well, so I can flip between Mac and PC. All works 
it's beautiful. Great. Um, yeah. So if, if I had less than five hundred pounds to spend, I would I'd get a Huawei Mate View because it 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 looks good enough that actually it complements Apple Gear quite nicely. It would look it wouldn't look out of place next to a MacBook Pro, hmm. in my opinion. If you've got a bit more to spend, I would go for a Dell UltraSharp and live with the plasticiness just because of that three-year warranty and the zero dead pixel policy that they have. But then if you've got, if you want to treat yourself, if you've got about a thousand pounds, if you like the ultra wide form factor, the Alienware OLED is a, is a no brainer as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, or, but, or if you want a more traditional shape monitor, I would check out the Eve spectrum. So yeah, there, there are plenty of options and I, d- I don't think, the studio display is worth the money. Apple just doesn't care, does it? <laughs> they just don't give a toss about it. I agree. I think all those options are, are far better. I think the only thing that, that the um, studio display does have, which I don't, well, you might correct me on this, but I like the fact that I can just rock up with my MacBook, plug it in with one USB-C cable, and it keeps the MacBook charged, feeds the, the image, done rather than having too many cables i don't think that all, all, all displays do that so this this, this huawei has got 65 watt power delivery okay. uh i think the alienware don't quote me on this but it, 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 it it's got that and the eve spectrum i think can do 100 watt power delivery so that, that's just standard now oh. i'll tell you what else you can do so there's a, there's a piece of software called luna one of the really cool things about apple displays is that you can control the brightness and volume and stuff from the keyboard so you've got Apple computer, Apple display. Yep. You've got some keyboard shortcuts to to set stuff up and adjust things on on the fly. There's an app called Luna, and there, you, there, there are various other options as well. But the one I'm using is Luna. But yeah, the, this Mate View is compatible with um, DDC, so that means you can send it signals over the Display Port. And um, long story short, I can adjust the volume of the built-in speaker. So it's got a built-in speakers and mic. They're rubbish. But they're there, you know, in a pinch, they'll do. Um, so I can I can adjust the volume and I can adjust the brightness and the contrast using keyboard shortcuts, um, as though and and it, it's got the the on-screen display, you know, uh, on a MacBook. If yeah. you change the volume, you've got that pops thing that up. pops up, and yep. you've got the little dots. It does all of that. Okay. So it basically, it makes it feel like an Apple display. So yeah, there's there's no reason at all to buy an Apple display unless you just want one. Can it do spatial audio? I'm trying my best here, Tim, to, to kind of fight your corner. No, and I don't think that the Apple display is going to sound any good either, really. Dolby Atmos? It'll be, it'll be the least worst monitor speakers, but they're still monitor speakers. It's got centre stage. It has got a built-in webcam. That's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not sold. I, just, I, can't, I can't justify it. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? I'm looking forward to getting it, but I, I do agree with you. I think if I wasn't running this channel, I don't think I'd buy one. Yeah, I, I think you've got to have one because you need to be seen to have one as a tech YouTuber. Of do, yeah. It's a, a, a fancy prop as well as a you know a, a useful display. It's going to be a nice display. I can't, I can't knock it. It's going to it's going to look nice. It's going to feel nice. It's going to work with your Apple stuff. But for most people, it's too much money. It's, it's, It'll be a lovely Silly. unboxing experience as well. There'll be that. There'll be that. The, yeah. the initial sort of five minutes of taking out the box will be glorious. 
Have you got? Uh, did you order in a matching silver black Magic Keyboard trackpad and mouse? No, I draw the line at that because <laughs> it's so ridiculously expensive, isn't it? Um, I think like the keyboard's like two hundred quid or something. It is, yes, yeah, one hundred ninety nine quid. I think, isn't it? It comes with Touch ID, doesn't it? It does, which um, is cool, which is nice. Uh, that's still not worth two hundred quid though. Um, I've got a lot of keyboards. I, I keep occasionally I, I I receive a keyboard in the post. I have one this week actually. I've got no idea who sent me it. They they I've, they've emailed me. I've obviously conversed with them. I can't remember who it was, um, but it's a lovely keyboard, um, and it, it will be about a fifth of the price of this. You know the stuff that Apple makes, um, and the mouse. They, they updated. It was the trackpad and the mouse they updated, didn't they, with the new, new color, new black. Yeah, sort of I forget what they. Is it black? I think it's black and is it black and silver or something? Yeah, um, I think it's a slightly different um, shade to the space grey accessories that yeah. came with the iMac Pro. I bet you still have to charge it upside down. That mouse. They, they won't fix. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely do. Yeah. Of course they do. Yeah. Um, so no, I won't be getting that. I, I guess I, I'm uh, pretty much guaranteeing you won't be. No, no I, I, I'm not. Not a huge fan of that. That Apple input devices. There, are, there are better options out there. Although yeah. I, I, I still haven't got around to ordering that pop. I'm going to get course. one. I've yeah. decided because it, it just it, it's intriguing me. Yeah, I'm going to wait for you to buy it before I buy one. But yeah, I can't wait to see what you what you think of that. Yeah. So, so overall, my, my feeling about the, sp- the spring event was that uh, there wasn't anything in it for me. No. And I thought it was going to be a more consumer-focused event. So, you know, I was quite ready to buy AirPods Pro 2 or, you know, yeah. a new HomePod with a display or something. And, yeah, just, there was nothing in it that I wanted to buy. Yeah, there was nothing, was there? Shame. Well, I did end up spending some money, I suppose, because I bought this Huawei Mateview. Because, yeah, after being disappointed with the with the studio display... I went because you know I've been, I've been annoyed with the not not annoyed but just for, the fourteen forty. I love my thirty four inch ultra wide, but the fourteen forty p resolution after having been spoiled by you know other high DPI displays, it's just feeling a bit getting a bit long in the tooth. Yeah, but I, I'm absolutely delighted with this mate view. I think it's a fantastic display for the money. It sounds like it. Yeah, I know you've been t- trying to tempt me to get one as well, but I think um, it would make an interesting comparison. I think it would, yeah. I might have to use some of your words for that. I might have to credit you, I think, but um, in terms of your experience with it. But it is genuinely a really interesting comparison, partly because of the, the build quality from the sounds of it, that you know, the materials have used. It's not that far off being a studio display, really. Um, it isn't. But, yeah. Some nice thin bezels. It's it's a lovely thing. I'm really happy with it. Well, let's see what it's like when, when, when my um, studio display arrives. Hopefully. I keep, I've got to stop saying this, but touch wood when it arrives tomorrow. Um, Actually, on, on the on the HomePod front, yes. yeah, I, the, I really want a HomePod with a display. You know, like the the Echo Show. Yeah, I want I want a I want a Siri Show. Wouldn't uh, Wouldn't Apple argue that's just an iPad, an iPad Mini? I don't know. Maybe. I know what you mean. I quite like those. I've I've not, I've not got one myself, but I know some people that have, and it's always quite a cool thing to play around with. It just doesn't feel very Apple. I don't think. Not the sort of thing they do. I don't think. Oh, I don't know. I don't, you know, with their recent sort of nods to the past, wouldn't it be cool if they brought out something that looks like a shrunk in the wash iMac G4 that's a, a HomePod with a display? That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be pretty cool. They'd sell lots of those. And what's interesting, there was a, a Reddit post where someone was running some beta Home, you know, Home OS, and uh, Siri 
responded to a query with, I found an answer, it's displayed on your HomePod. Oh, really? So there may well be a HomePod with a display in the works. But yeah, but in the meantime, I, uh, I've upgraded my, my retro iPod Hi-Fi. Okay, what have you done? With, uh, I, well, I've got a Bluetooth dongle, so it's Bluetooth 5 enabled now. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I've just got the most over-the-top Bluetooth speaker now. <laughs> so the thing about the iPod I Hi-Fi is that when it came out, everyone laughed at it, rightly so, because it was too expensive, and they pitched it as a, you know, it could replace your actual Hi-Fi, and of course it couldn't. It sounds very good. The bass is decent. It goes absurdly loud for the size, and you can power it off six D-cell batteries. And you can pick them up on eBay for like 100 quid now. For 100 quid. Even today, I think it's still all right. And then you can buy a 20 quid adapter and Bluetoothify it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really enjoying that. So you've, you've kind of invented your own HomePod replacement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've, got, I've, got, I've got impatient. So yeah, I've just uh, rolled my own. I don't blame you. I, I, don't think any, I don't think they're going to do that, are they? I don't think we're going to see anything apart from the HomePod mini now. So maybe your, your homebrew big HomePod is something yeah. that you can um, inspire others to do. Moving away from Apple stuff at the minute, um, one of the other things on our list is Android because I've been. Well, hold on, I think we do need to cover a bit of. Have I skipped over? I've skipped new, over something. New, okay. huh? I've skipped over something. I've not in fairness. Yeah, well, you skipped over the the, the operating system. I think that deserves okay. mention because they all came out this week, didn't they? Let's do so that. Finally, finally, we've got fifteen point four. Yes, with uh, universal control, Face ID with mask. Uh, as Nick pointed out, I didn't know this, uh, you can use your Apple Watch to authenticate purchases on Apple TV now, which oh, is wow. very cool, because okay. that's normally a right faff, isn't it? That is. Um, well, unless you leave it on perma, or, <laughs> as I did. I've had to change it now. So I had my I had you know my uh, Apple TV set to allow purchases, which is very foolish when you've got oh, a yeah. toddler. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, so she, she bought inadvertently... What did she buy? It was a documentary about uh, a ba- about a band that <laughs> no one's ever heard of. The, the, so it's, it's pitched of it's pitched as your favourite band's favourite band, and the band's called Sparks. Okay, and everyone knows like one song by them, but they've done like thirty albums. And anyway, this documentary is fascinating, and it's directed by Edgar Wright. Okay, nice. Who is is a brilliant director? Directed uh, Baby Driver, yeah, and well. He, uh, uh, Older folks will remember Spaced with Simon Pegg. Of course he did that, didn't he? That's that's how I first became aware of Edgar Wright. Um, and uh, he was initially signed on to direct Ant-Man. And you can see a lot of his influence, particularly in like the train scene. That's mm. very, very Edgar Wright. Um, but I think he left due to creative differences. Anyway, he's directed this documentary about this band called Sparks. Not something that I would have sought out necessarily or, or purchased otherwise, but but anyway, because I hadn't locked down purchasing on my Apple TV, my three-year-old daughter bought this and it and and, and started playing it. So I wouldn't, I couldn't get a refund on it because it already started to be played. Um, but it's, it turns out it's actually really good. So yeah, if, if you're in, if, if you're into sort of obscure seventies bands, <laughs> it was worth it the expense. Right. It was worth the inadvertent purchase. It's it's worth a look. But um, what else is so TVOS now? You've now got. Um, picture-in-picture HomeKit secure video. So okay. previously, you could hold down the button and bring the side panel over, and you could see 
your thumbnail of your camera you can now actually have that floating over your content which is quite cool and that may well come in handy f mm. for yourself yeah that could be very you have a, if you put a home kit secure uh pan and tilt camera in the nursery later in the year <laughs> you just want to keep an eye on that one but you also want to catch up on ted lasso or something later in the year absolutely and universal uh, control which is the big one really isn't it have yeah, you, that, have you tried it just yet? epic yeah I, I spent quite a bit of yesterday playing with that and it's witchcraft it is isn't it it's um you can't trip it up either i've tried i can't seem to fool it and um and it's it's what it is actually genuinely useful isn't it I, like this morning i had i think i've done i've done some writing on the the macbook air and um went to the kitchen put that down next to the the imac left the uh, the macbook air open did some stuff on the on the imac and, and suddenly thought ah oh, i need to grab something off the MacBook without even thinking, just move the mouse over, and it's it's just there. Um, it's just it's, it's very simple what it does. But I think, like everyone said, it's magic, and you can see why it's taken a while to to refine. And it, it's still in beta, actually. If you look on in on the 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 the, um, yeah, the button, the switch for it, it, it says it's all three of the three or four of the features are in beta, aren't they? Um, but it's yeah, you, you, it's just it works absolutely seamlessly. Um, I'm yet to try it with more than two devices. Have you tried that yet? Have you tried more than? I I don't have more than two devices, so I, I might line up all of my Macs <laughs> and just see if the mouse pointer goes all the way across, and then drag a file. I think that would be fun. Yeah, you have to bring your iMac to the office. Yeah, I'll do it. That could be, that could be quite an interesting video. That actually, couldn't it? I think it would. How many how many displays can you drag something across? Using is there a universal limit? Control? Then is, I, don't it, know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, no, you should definitely do that. Um, but also, quite excitingly for shortcuts nerds, is you can suppress shortcuts notifications now, which you couldn't do okay. without a really wonky workaround. Right. Um, so every time a shortcut runs, something pops up. You get a notification saying this shortcut has run. You can suppress that now. Which is really cool nice. if you want to have stuff just happen on a t you know on a time basis or just in the background without it bothering you, you can you can do that, which is really good news. Nice. But yeah, anyway, yeah, you're quite right. There's enough enough Apple. <laughs> Let's talk about Android. We had to cover that. Yeah, well, only uh, only briefly Android, but um, yeah. So I've been playing around with a couple of phones recently, S twenty two Ultra, but also the Oppo terrible name Oppo Find X five Pro five G. I think is the full name, which um, I reviewed this earlier this week. Um, it's the shiniest phone I've ever seen. Yeah, it's got like a ceramic back, hasn't it? Yeah, which kind of melds into the the camera bump. So it's still got a camera bump, but it's not as quite as you know um, jutty, <laughs> for want of a better phrase, as, as the iPhone, etc. Um, and they're, they're just lovely phones. I think it's just well, no, I don't know because the the camera bump on the pros. Is so that's all cut out of a single piece of glass, isn't it? It's true, yeah. But there's no, it just it sticks out, doesn't it? Whereas this one kind of gracefully. Oh, I see. It's yeah. more. Yeah, okay. It make I, any I difference to any, yeah, it doesn't make any difference to anything really. But um, I just think it looks nicer personally. Uh, very subjective, obviously. But it's so those are both very expensive devices. They are, They're yeah. Th sort of thousand pound plus. Yeah. Which so is the, better? The Oppo. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I think so. Didn't see that coming. The main reason for that, I th well, one of them is the, is the looks, um, and the second reason is it's just a bit quicker. I, the more I've used the Exynos version of the S22 Ultra, which is a brilliant phone, and I'm using this. I'm using that as my main second device at the moment, um, partly because I bought it. Um, is but yeah, 
the more I use that, the more you realize that the Exynos is is definitely hampered performance wise. Mm. Whereas the Snapdragon 8 in this, in the Oppo, is as quick as an iPhone easily. Right. And the battery on this thing is, I know I kind of waxed lyrical about the, um, the iPhone 13 Pro Max. I think it's better than the iPhone 13 Pro Max the more I've used this. Wow. So it's this That's is saying something. Yeah. Well, this phone's been in the studio all week. Uh, I've just left it on the desk here. It's not been doing anything, admittedly, but it's, where are we now? Thursday. It's been in here for three days. And before that, I think it had been charged a day prior and you know, being used all day and all the rest of it. It's got 57% battery left, which suggests to me that it doesn't lose any battery life at all when it's just sat there. Um, I, I Honestly, I'm surprised. It's not been turned off. It's just, it's like four days of battery life it's had. Hmm. Not being how, used, how are you finding Color OS versus One UI? Um, Color OS is a bit less butchered, I think. I mean, One UI isn't as butchered as it used to be in the old days of um, Samsung's older older operating systems, but um, Color OS just feels a little bit. It's a bit more playful as well. It's got some nice animations and things. And um, oh, I know, I know. So I know the, the OnePlus crowd are really annoyed. Are they? That they've mer- they've merged. So Oppo had their Color OS and OnePlus had oh, I Oxygen OS. Yeah. And uh, they've sort of tried to merge the two so they've only got one because they're both owned by the same parent company. Yeah. So they've tried to merge those two operating systems to try and get the best of both worlds kind of thing and they've just really annoyed the OnePlus crowd. And I think they, they U-turned on that decision and they're going to you know keep the OnePlus stuff as a separate fork, but it still basically looks like Color OS now, and people aren't really all that happy with that about that decision. That's fair enough, I suppose. I can't get too worried about that. Um, I've, I've not yeah. really experienced many OnePlus phones, to be fair, but um, yeah, I'm just really enjoying using them. They're great. Uh, I've not stopped using my iPhone 13 mini. That's still here, still very much being used. And actually, the combination of the 13 mini and the, the S22 is quite a nice... Um, quite a nice juxtaposition between the two size screens which are ridiculously different obviously um mm. yeah they've, they've definitely both got the uses uh, in that respect uh, the s22 is, is cumbersome you know i can't yeah. sit down with it in my trousers because it's just uncomfortable um, i don't take it out for runs the, the, the iphone 13 mini i think is the best exercise phone ever um just because it's so small um so yeah if, if you're in a fortunate fortunate position where you can have both they're quite a good combo but I'm just enjoying my little foray into Android world. It's um, it's nice. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit disappointed to hear that uh, you know having having used the full fat Snapdragon eight gen whatever it is uh, on the Oppo versus the Exynos in the Note, and that now actually now you see them side by side, you can you can feel the difference. Yep. It's a shame because the. Samsung have got a ridiculous trade-in offer on the standard S22, just in case anyone was uh, thinking about dipping their toe in uh, in Android land. Yep. Samsung at the moment, in addition to their current sort of early bird offer of throwing in a pair of Galaxy Buds Pro True Wireless earbuds with a RRP of £219 and a year of Disney+, Plus. Which you know, if you pay monthly currently, that's like ninety-five quid. It's saving you over that year. Um, but they will accept any Android phone in any condition, broken, working or not, 
for a guaranteed £200 trade-in off a new S22. Or an S21 FV, if you prefer your Galaxy more plasticky. I don't think I would. I think I, I think given the choice, if I had the choice of going for the S21 FE or the S22, I'd probably go for the S22 personally because I quite like glass-backed yeah. phones and it's just a bit newer and all that sort of stuff. But um, but obviously in the UK, it's got the, the, the Exynos chip in it. But anyway, but that, that essentially brings the phone down to what? 450 quid or something so i think the retail price is 769 you get 200 quid off that you're now at 569 if you consider that if you were going to pay for disney plus anyway which i am as it as it happens well that's saved you another 80 quid yep. you're now below the 500 quid mark for a flagship android it's true yep and if you don't care about the galaxy buds pro you can sell them on ebay and we get 50 quid so i think for less than 450 quid all things considered you could get an s22 but is that is the Exynos a deal breaker? Do you think? I need longer with it. I think. I mean, I, I rounded off my comparison between the S twenty two and the uh, the Oppo by saying that the S twenty two was still my favourite device. I've just told you the opposite, and I think that kind of illustrates the more you use these phones, the more you start to think, "Hang on a minute, something's not something isn't quite right here." One of the reasons I said I preferred the S twenty two is because of the camera. I still think the S22 camera is better than both the iPhone and the Oppo um, by quite a distance, actually. But again, that is purely subjective. Um, the S Pen, I don't know, I'm starting to use it a little bit now with notes and things, and I've, I've had some very helpful people on Twitter explain what I should be doing with it. Um, but it's just a little bit laggy at times. Um, they've issued, issued an update recently, which I think is more for gaming, but there's been some kind of update that's supposed to improve performance a little bit for the Exynos version. Oh, yeah, there was a bit of a hoo-ha about it throttling yeah. aggressively or something, wasn't there? I don't play games on it, so I can't comment on that. Mm. But um, it's I mean, after that update, it's made no difference to general performance. It's not terrible, don't get me wrong. It's not, like, unusable. But there's just times when it's like, well, you know, and being so used to iPhones, which don't do that, um, and as I say, the Oppo, which doesn't do that either, um, I think you, I, I realise what we're missing out on in this country and in, in other countries without the without the Snapdragon, because it's clearly a very good chip. Um, it's just a shame. But there you go. I, I, yeah, I'm going to spend on, more time with it. The, the reason I was looking into the S22 is because I, I now don't have an Android device in the house. So the company I work for, they, they lease all of their equipment. Uh, so I had an S10, and that's gone back. And they've, they've this, this time around, they've moved us all over onto iPhone SE. So I've got an iPhone SE2 now as my work phone. So I'm I'm all I'm all appled, and actually I've got a new laptop coming later as well. I don't know what it'd be a Latitude Seven something, um, but yeah. So I, I don't have, I don't have an Android phone now, but I do I do have old Android. I've got a drawer full of the damn things. So that's why that two hundred pound trade in offer was quite, quite tempting. tempting. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think just to keep just keep one foot in the door because I do like to keep you know on top of what's yeah. what's going on. I think, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, I would, I'd, I would prefer. I mean, good, good though that offer is. Under normal circumstances, I would get a Pixel, I get a Pixel Six. But there have been so many horror stories about how subsequent software releases have been buggier and buggier and bug buggier, and the um, the the in-screen fingerprint sensor is unreliable. And there was a guy actually who came on the Discord. Who's just a staunch Pixel guy? Yeah, is that you know even to you know pre-Pixel days? Uh, it's just yeah, you know, Google phones all the way. Uh, oh, I, 
the name escapes me. What were they called before they were Pixels? Uh, Nexus. A Nexus, yeah, the Google Nexus. Yeah, so yeah. St- staunch, staunch Google phone guy. Got the 6. Didn't like it. Sent it back. Got an iPhone instead. But, yeah, I mean, yeah so not worrying, isn't it? I would go with another, and I, and I would, even though there's this amazing offer where you can get a £769 phone for less than 500 quid, I would still probably pay, because the, the Pixel 6 is about 600 quid, isn't it? Mm. I'd still rather go for the pure Android experience yeah except for the fact that it's t- apparently it's a terrible phone <laughs> it doesn't help does it yeah yeah and going back to the bundle just very quickly the, the s22 bundle i'll say i got the galaxy buds pro and i've spent a bit of time with them now and they're probably my least favorite buds that i've i've got i think not very impressed at all um it might just be a fit thing i, I don't like those type of buds that don't have a stem and they're a bit they just don't really work for me. Um, hmm. Don't sound great either, if I'm being totally honest. Um, whereas the the bundle that you can get at the minute, I mean, this by the time this goes live and by the time people are listening to this, it's probably finished. But the pre-order for the Oppo, for the um, the Find uh, the X5 Pro, whatever it is, um, they are offering about 400 quid's worth of, of extras, which includes um, this, which is the their kind of uh, watch free thing. It's called the, the Oppo Watch Free, I think, um, which is a nice little fitness band. It's worth about 90 quid. Um, but also they're including, alongside a charging station and a case, they're including their own version of um, AirPods Pro, which are called Oppo something, I've forgotten the name. Enco, Enco X2, I believe. Enco X. Um, so it's, you know, look, look very, very similar. Got you know, the stem design, like um, AirPods Pro, noise cancelling, um, and developed in uh, collaboration with Dynaudio. And they sound... I love... I've always wanted some Tyne audios, but so, I mean, I, I've been, you know, a cheapskate. I've got Q Acoustics mm. bookshelf speakers in my office and in my home cinema because for the money, they offer a phenomenal sound. If money were no object, I would totally get Dyn Audio. I yeah. don't know if you ever heard Dyn Audio speakers. I've not heard them, lovely. No. Yeah, I've not heard them. Um, I've always heard good things about them. But, um, and again, we don't know how much of an input they've had in these these earbuds but they sound brilliant they sound really really good even i think the case is better than the airpods pro it's much slimmer feels really well, well made um the i think probably the um noise cancelling on the airpods pro is slightly better but not not massively um i think, I think they're about 100 180 quid these these enco oppo encos um so, so that, I, that makes the point of entry for the find x phone bundle because it comes as part of the you know if you're an early bird it's a pre-order thing yeah Yeah, pre-order thing i think it's before the 23rd of march or something so it's it's rapidly kind of getting to that date it makes it a bit more palatable doesn't it it really does yeah and it's a nice i think they're quite generous in what they've they've kind of chipped in with it so um but yeah it's it's an interesting time i've just noticed rob i've had a a shipment uh dispatch notification from apple got all excited it's the iphone se oh (laughs) so um yeah. Well, at least you've got a new SE. I've got the old one. That's true, yeah. Well, I've got an old one at home as well, which I'm using as, as this comparison. But, um, yeah, so, well, there you go. I got all excited then. Um, we've pretty much hit the hit the buffers, I think. Uh, mm. We've covered a lot there, Rob. We've, we've done... We've covered some serious ground. Everything from the Mac Studio to a pair of earbuds by a company called Oppo. You can't say that we don't spread our wings on this podcast. No, no, we go all over the place. And Sparks. Obscure 70s band Sparks made an appearance. Exactly. Who on earth could have preempted that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to sit here now nervously waiting for another dispatch notification from Apple. 
keep your fingers crossed for me, please. It'll, this time, this time, it's all going to work. It's going to be fine. That's the kiss of death, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely jinxed it now. <laughs> Cheers, Rob. See ya. <laughs>